0: Hello, everybody. I am Neil Kulong. You are listening to the New Standard Podcast. We are coming at you here 440 Eastern, 340 Central, Tuesday, August 29th, also known as the final roster cutdown day within the NFL. The, the Steelers have announced all of the players that have uh, released instead of. Um, of the highlights, I guess we'll go over those right away. Some of the more notable cuts that they made. Um, longtime veteran tight end Zach Gentry was released. News that came out earlier uh, in the day. Safety Trey Norwood was also cut, a former seventh-round pick of the Steelers. Quincy Roche, a former sixth-round pick of the Steelers, uh, goes 0-2 for 2 in training camps with the Steelers. He released. Nick Kiewatowski, uh, free agent signing of the Steelers, was let go, as was defensive tackle Bryden Fayoko, a player I actually uh, was big on probably up until the signing of Wisconsin defensive tackle, the draft, the drafting, Wisconsin defensive tackle uh, Keanu Benton, a player who played, uh, I thought, exceptionally well during the preseason and probably made Fayoko expendable, uh, a very solid player overall. And if anything, the release of a player like Fayoko shows the level of depth that this team has built over the last couple kind of dark seasons. They've put together uh, a very strong roster overall. I think we're seeing that uh, play out here uh, with the level of talent of the players that they cut, guys that they they paid uh, to come in to compete for spots uh, and weren't able to do that probably due to the internal depth that the team has built. The Steelers are down to 53 players. They do have, interestingly enough, we'll go over who they do have on the team. Right now, as of 3:42 p.m. Central, two punters on the roster. Thicker, kicker, Presley, Harvin, the third, as well as Braden Mann. I think odds are pretty good they're not going to keep two punters heading into their week one game against the 49ers but for now they have two you can probably expect a move or multiple moves leading into um the kickoff week of of practice leading into week one some of the moves that we have seen to this point i think um would probably be best best defined as as multiple things that i would have bet strongly against happening Uh, Won the trade for Kevin Dotson, which happened uh, two days ago, um, swapping picks basically with – swapping two mid-round picks, each with the Rams, uh, for former Steelers guard Kevin Dotson, um, a move that really indicates just how depleted the Rams are along their offensive line. We didn't think it could get a whole lot worse for the Houston Texans' offensive line, but they proved us wrong today in acquiring Kendrick Green from the Steelers. Um, Steelers losing much of the offensive line uh, in internal offensive line depth that they had. Uh, from one perspective, from another, they rid themselves of two players that clearly they did not want on their roster. Considering um, they signed not one but two offensive guards, Isaac Siemalu from the Eagles, um, right after they had signed. Nick Herbig from the Jets, excuse me, Nate Herbig. That, that's going to be a problem all year, isn't it? Nate Herbig from the Jets, um, giving the Steelers the argument, at least, that they bolstered their depth already and dot, neither Dotson nor Green were necessary anymore. Does that mean that they're done with it? I don't know. What we have right now, and I delayed in starting this show because I wanted to see if any other moves would be announced. In the meantime, there obviously are going to be other moves, uh, not just for uh, the Steelers, team in the NFL, nobody is really. They'll they'll get to 53, and from there, figure out exactly what they want to do uh, with their rosters from that point. What's going to happen now is all of the players released who are not vested veterans, and a vested veteran is a player with four years of service in the NFL. All of those players go through the waiver process, which means basically everyone's going to have an op. Everyone. <clears throat> Um, in that pool is offered up to every team in something like a draft order. And it it goes by, in fact, the first round draft order of 2023 in terms of selecting waivers. And then when that team selects somebody, they go to the end of the line. All of those players are done one at a time. Uh, It's kind of a lengthy process and they give them a, they give every team a day before waivers will start the claiming period of waivers just so every team can have um, some opportunity to look and make sure they know of every player that was released. This is obviously the largest transaction day on the NFL calendar. So it's a lot for everybody to go through. There are a lot of things that everyone is still going to take a look at and evaluate. There will still be players added and players released. Might even be trades still to come. Uh, We will see. Interestingly enough, within the uh, Sports Illustrated Slack channel, my breaking news team there, we were just discussing how interesting it was that the New England Patriots, as of uh, deadline of cuts, have one quarterback on their roster. Unfortunately for them, that quarterback is Mac Jones. So I would imagine they would want to add some more, but I was admonished for that opinion, um, being advised by some of the Patriots fans within that group that Mac Jones <clears throat> beat the Steelers this past year. Thank you. Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky made the team um, not an incredible surprise as did Mason Rudolph neither of those are a surprise um, keep in mind the new not a new rule but the the um, re of a previous rule says a team is allowed to dress a third emergency quarterback who will not count on the game day roster, but doing that limits their ability to add a player from the practice squad uh, to the game day roster as well. My guess was Rudolph um, on a veteran's contract, veteran minimum contract, uh, was signed to fulfill that as needed. We will see what happens with that. But um, Rudolph and Trubisky are there again, obviously, to back up. The legitimate starter, Kenny Pickett, Anthony McFarland became the, the team's presumed third running back, um, not necessarily a slam dunk uh, decision for the team. I would imagine there was some thought that, that went into that. McFarland has been up and down. He's been cut. He's, been made te- he's, he's made rosters. He's contributed on special teams. I'm not exactly sure what his role is going to be or how long he's going to be on the team, but um, he initially made it. That was something of a surprise to me. Six wide receivers, the four we knew about, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Allen Robinson, and Calvin Austin were locks. We knew that, but they kept both Miles Boykin and Gunnar Olszewski, two players that at best are special teams contributors and at worst are on the field catching passes. Hopefully it is not a situation in which either one of them have to get the ball in a competitive game. Um, we'll see what happens with that as well. I wouldn't necessarily – to me, uh, Olszewski makes a little bit more than Boykin does this year. Uh, Both of them are are a good chunk above the minimum. I'm not overly surprised, I guess, that they kept six, considering the special teams' contributions of Boykin, who's one of the better uh, gunners in the league, uh, pun intended, because Gunner himself is one of the worst gunners in the league, uh, just for being himself. But you don't have a backup in the slot uh, without Olszewski. So I – I think they might be set with those six. Interesting. Um, That word is grossly overused today. Every move is interesting to everybody. Maybe it's not so interesting. Maybe it's Gunnar Olszewski and maybe he sucks and they don't really have anybody better. I don't know. Not that interesting. Um, Kind of interesting. Two tight ends, uh, at least how they're describing it. Now, let's keep in mind, there's no rule that says they have to have x amount of players at any one spot typically though they have kept three tight ends three defined tight ends as we would guess um with as i mentioned um with zach entry's release that means darnell mount washington being the second tight end of the two that they have alongside pat Fryermuth. interestingly though and this is kind of interesting Connor hayward is listed as a fullback slash tight end which is not a position they've defined um, the way that they are doing it now. I don't know whether that matters or not, but it does point out that essentially Hayward is going to see time as an H back, as well as uh, an inline tight end, which is something he's been building toward and played pretty well. I thought down the stretch. So an interesting decision there, kind of interesting Zach Gentry, uh, the veteran being let go somewhat in favor of Darnell Washington and somewhat in favor of a hybrid role with Connor Hayward. I can see why they would do that. Along the offensive line, seventh-round rookie Spencer Anderson makes the team after the, the trades of both Kevin Dotson and Kendrick Green, which I, I still am beside myself how they pulled that off. Uh, getting assets for both of those players, that's unreal. Um, no way. I, I would have bet against that 10 times out of 10 easily. You could have uh, probably bumped that up a good chunk of money. I did not think that was going to happen. Dylan Cook, first-year player out of Montana, FCS Pride, the team that North Dakota State kicked the hell out of not too long ago. But Dylan Cook, good player, very surprising, I thought anyway. Uh, But depth is kind of a thing right now with the the offensive line that they have. Uh, We are not done yet. Don't think that that's going to be – Uh, their absolute final roster there would not be surprised if Dylan Cook was kept through um, to go on injured reserve, or perhaps he's going to be somebody who's cut along with the punter that they don't need um, to make room for other players that they're going to make moves with. Steelers are not done yet, but as we probably would have guessed Isaac Siamalu, Chooks for Dan Les Jr. Not surprised that he did make the team. Broderick Jones, Nate Herbig, James Daniel, and Mason Cole all made the roster, and I would expect them to stick. On the defensive side, we spoke often about uh, the possibility of this being one of the better Steelers defensive lines in quite some time. They had a lot of depth uh, going into it. I thought Bryden uh, Fioko, he's a very good NFL player. I think they signed him for the right reasons. But I think that Keanu Benton proved he belongs on day one. I think Benton is their starter. And because of that, that makes, I think, Fayoko's role a little less uh, desirable. Unfortunately for him, uh, he was released. But a very good player, um, just beaten out by a, a freak, frankly. And Benton was beyond impressive uh, from what I saw. But they did keep Montravius Adams, DeMarvin Leal, all that is man, Isaiah Loudermilk, Larry Ogunjobi, Armin Watts, another guy to, to keep an eye on as far as uh, potential moves somewhere else, though depth is important. Wouldn't be surprised if they kept him. Oh, yeah, and uh, Cam Hayward. Probably going to keep Cam Hayward on the team. Linebackers, Nick Iwatowski, a player that I don't think uh, was a lock, certainly when they brought him in, but I think in, in what seems to be sort of a, a, a new... What do you want to call it? it, it a new style if you will for omar khan it's almost as if he built up the depth first and then went after the impact players in the free agent signings that he had he signed nick nick herbig <laughs> nate herbig before he signed isaac siamalu and as far as the linebackers went uh as well as um cole holcomb and landon roberts were signed before Quan Alexander was, and I thought Alexander looked better than all of them, though I, I thought uh, Holcomb and Roberts uh, made plays as well during the preseason. Interesting what they're looking to do, linebacker, mildly interesting, not fully, full-on interesting. Nick Herbig, I did it right, I now have a complex about that. Nick Herbig um, was not a, a, a surprise in making the team, but it, it will be. I think pretty interesting to see what they do with him as far as week one is concerned. Another year for James Pierre. (laughs) Um, Fans will probably hate that. I think it's great. The undrafted uh, project player now into the real money years in the NFL. Uh, He made this team. I was not 100% convinced he was going to. Uh, As we heard, um, surprisingly, um, the New Orleans Saints – parted ways with veteran cornerback Bradley Roby, a player that's scheduled to make $3 million of the season and has gone through uh, his bonus money uh, in a a three-year deal signed with the Saints uh, two years ago. I was interested to see that he was on the market and very interested is how I would label that level of interest um, as far as being a, a, a pretty solid slot defender, I think in a lot of ways. Probably not going to be the special teams player that Pierre was, and maybe that's ultimately what they, they see Pierre uh, as doing with this team. Shannon Sullivan was signed uh, to man the slot, and it looks like they're going to go with that. Um, obviously, Joey Porter Jr., uh, Levi Wallace, cornerbacks, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, DeMonte Casey, Miles Killebrew. Keanu Neal they kept Elijah Riley they kept um, to play safety in a variety of different roles I and mean, Keanu Neal is probably not going to be any more of a pure safety than he will be a pure linebacker. You'll see him kind of in and around the line of scrimmage situationally when he does play your kicker once again. Chris Boswell your punter I would imagine Presley Harvin the third assuming he is not going on injured reserve maybe that's the case Um, I don't know I have not heard that either way but you don't keep two punters on your team so maybe something's going on there we'll find out Christian Kuntz your long snapper once again I spoke for a very long time much longer than I thought that I was going to In case you're wondering or concerned, I'm Neil Kulong. You are listening to the New Standard Podcast. We are doing a special roster breakdown show, but we will air again tomorrow. New show. Lance will be with us. He is out right now making the streets safe from communists and everything else that he does for the secret agency. We are not allowed to mention on camera. We just decided to get into it right away here in this show. I didn't really introduce anything, but lot going on. Um, I would expect more moves. I can't really tell us straight what they're going to be, and I'm not going to because I'm the guy who told you that there was no way they were going to get buyers for Kendrick Green or Kevin Dotson. There was no way anybody was going to trade for them. Um, I think I also said nobody was going to trade for Chase Claypool either. I don't really understand what's going on in the NFL, but uh, clearly it's a seller's market, and Omar Khan taking yet another step toward his eventual executive of the year award for the football season of 2023. Uh, we are very excited to see that happen. And we are also very excited to be hosting the show for you throughout the season. We are going to air on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Or <laughs> 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific every Wednesday throughout the year. Um, we're going to get into it. I am. Uh, I'm, I'm looking I'm looking forward to everything. I'm reading through your comments here right now. Feel free to ask questions. We'll get going. I honestly have absolutely no clue what you're talking about. Can't help being French vanilla. Not even French. I kind of am, I guess. Very long story. I'll get into another time. But Kulong isn't exactly a real name. It was misunderstood at Ellis Island and changed into something else that it wasn't. So there is some Frenchness there. Primarily, I am Irish, however. It's more of what I affiliate with, I think, for obvious reasons. I was surprised by the release of Zach Gentry. Not in a shocked kind of way, but I would have thought they would have liked to have kept three tight ends. Now, again, I'm going to say this constantly today and tomorrow, Tomorrow show, 10 a.m. Eastern, tune in with Lance. We'll, uh, we'll bring out the big guns then. Um, I would have thought they would have kept three tight ends. That isn't to say they're not going to have three tight ends. That isn't to say that they don't want to have uh, Connor Hayward fill in when needed, but I, nobody was a bigger Darnell Washington fan than me, nobody. I didn't think he was ready for that type of a role. If they want to play a more traditional 12 personnel package which i definitely think that they should considering the ability that they have uh with fryer and i i would have thought gentry as well they they do some damage with 12 um apparently they're comfortable um not having gentry maybe a little bit higher of a salary but top to bottom not a bad situation with those two it's not what they want to do maybe uh darnell washington is a little bit more ready than i thought that he'd be um maybe they're expecting him to just grow into the role Maybe it's Hayward's. Maybe they're going to run a lot more flex and a lot more variation uh, out of 12 than I would anticipate. So um, definitely on the higher side of interest to see what the Steelers will do with their tight ends this season. Um, If anyone else is seeing anything that is happening, feel free to let me know. There will be other moves. That is a guarantee. You are listening to the New Standard podcast. I am Neil Kulong. Lance Williams is usually with me doing all this type of chit-chat, but he is on assignment and unable to comment. Or He is commenting. He's unable to be here on camera. That beautiful bastard is off doing something else. Not helping us out while we're here. Um, yes, please like and subscribe. Do all of that, the stuff that Lance does on this show that I told <laughs> um questions guys have anything else uh otherwise i'm gonna wrap it up we're gonna have a much more detailed show tomorrow i assure you there will be a lot more things happening between now and then and then is 10 a.m eastern 7 a.m pacific hopefully you're able to tune in to the new standard full show tomorrow we are going to break down everything that's going on including the two punters that yes we did talk about I don't know if either of them will be dealt. I would imagine they would just be cut because I, I'm not going to say again that a player can't get traded. <laughs> it has not worked well for me. I don't anticipate either player getting traded. I think one of the punters will get cut or Presley Harvin is going to be placed on injured reserve, which I don't see happening because I don't know, but Seems like there are always injuries that you don't know about, and when they can bring players back after four weeks now, um, it seems to be you know, a guy has a hamstring injury, it's almost better to just put him on injured reserve and get his backup in tow right away. They would have had to clear uh, through to the 53 man roster in order to do that, so I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Yes, as I pointed out on social media, I found it really funny. The Steelers have two punters, and the Eagles don't have any. (laughs) I think there's an obvious deal that could be made there, but I don't know. Uh, There's going to be a lot more that we will go over. 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific, Wednesday, here on the New Standard Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow.